Hello, everybody. Christian Harloff here from The Big Thing, from the Christian Harloff channel, from Sith Council. Guess what we're going to do? The Big Thing Patreon officially launches on September 1st. Now, here's what membership is going to get you. You're going to get exclusive episodes of The Big Thing, Sith Council, the Rewatch series, plus weekly editions of SEN Live, Brett and Kate's Playdate, and much more. So you can sign up now at patreon.com slash schmodown and drop a comment and tell me what perks you want to see as we grow the community. So check out The Big Thing weekdays on Spotify, Apple, anywhere podcasts are found. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome back to the show. Hope you have a, hope you, had, you did a good week. That's right. That's what we say here. Hope you did a good week. So the sound is on, so that means that I'm going to have... Uh, a good guest here today. I got Greg Alba from The Real Rejects coming in. We're going to talk about a great many things. Definitely going to talk about some of the stuff happening in the MCU, some stuff going in the world of DC, Star Wars. But the um, D23 is really, I think, what it's coming up really soon. And I'm so curious to get Greg's thoughts on what he thinks we're going to be seeing the D23 panel. Uh, and just in general, I'm still def- definitely going to give him some shit for how much shit he gave me about Thor Ragnar- Thor uh, Love and Thunder. Man, he gave me some shit. We'll talk about that for sure. Um, but listen, you're brand new to the channel and you've never been here before and you're just figuring out. You're like, hey, I like the real rejects, but I don't know who the fuck you are. Well, look, when you subscribe to the channel, we're trying to get to 70,000 by the end of the year. And what we're trying to also do is we're going to take the show on the road. Stand up comedy, big thing, capes and cows. Sith Council, the whole nine. We're going to be doing it. We hope you join us. Podcast form, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you check that out. All right, let's get to it. It's Greg Alba. It's a real rejects. It's a big thing. Let's do it. And boom. Great. That's not the show. One thing I need to prep for. <laughs> Great. Look at this. Welcome back, everybody. There you go. Big Good start. Show now. Yeah, good start. You know what it is? I don't know why my mic is now low. Welcome back to the show. Oh, good start already. Thanks to have you. Thanks to have you. Thanks to have me. And right across from me, finally, it's Greg Alba. <laughs> what a good start we had there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? One time I'm going to see you, and you're just calm as hell. <laughs> you're, no, you're. it's like that's my that's my secret, right? <laughs> I'm never. <laughs> I know it's it's funny. I've been trying to master this thing. I'm getting better and better, better at it. And then the one day it's like, flub city McGillicuddy. Uh, how's it going? How was your ride over? It's like it's like going. It's like getting on a plane for like a four hour trip, huh? It's uh, nothing but ambulances and road and construction on the road is what it is over here. It's like, they, it's like they're trying to get. They're trying to keep us apart. Because if it was nighttime, it'd be like a fifteen minute drive. But it, it turns like a forty-five minute drive over. Just like, oh my god, how many people are dying today? I know, <laughs> I know. It's and it doesn't. That's why I, originally we were. I was talking about like doing like nine in the morning for you, and then when you're like, oh, well, can we do eleven? I was like, that's going to be much better for him at traffic. I guess not as good as I thought, but probably better than it would have been at nine in the morning. Oh, definitely. I got to say, by the way, uh, yeah. when, while you were doing your intro, I was looking around. Yeah. At your space. And uh, I love your set. It, it, oh, thanks, it, man! It always looks like you just moved in here, it is true. <laughs> and that you're you're rushing to set up a space because you got to keep your channel it's, going. It's, all, <laughs> That's it, what it looks like. None of what you said is inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that is all that is saying is that you might as well you, you should be a, you should be like I can look at you and know what's going on in your soul right now, <laughs> and you just nailed it. It's exact. That's exactly right. Um, I like it though. Feels very grungy. Yeah. Well, it's true, but it's gonna, we're going to be changing it though because I I got I have like inquiries from like. Like 
um, guests uh, that are going to be coming in. People that promote movies and TVs and sh- shows and shit. And like, I, I don't want them to have that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What did I sign up for? Uh, what are you, like you, you and, then, and my other peeps. And like when people come in here, it's like, okay, cool. That's fun. But uh, it's got to change. And it's going to change. We have some, some changes that uh, we're going to do. But I will say this, and I've said this, I've said it with you not on the show, um, but I said, and I've told you in person, but I'd like to say it on the air too. Greg Alba is definitely one of the main reasons that um, I've had, I think, you know, I'd say a, a measure of success on this new channel where I've been really pushing hard at certain things I didn't understand about it, even though I've been in the space for a while. Greg got on the phone with me many times and had some great input and uh, and definitely helped tremendously. So I thank you for that. I want to thank you on the air. It's all my my responsibility for why you're doing well. That's it. I've done all the hard work here. It's just you. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. that's true. It's like even like the thumbnails. You're just like you were, and he's so nice about it. He's just like in in reality, what he what he wanted to say. These fucking thumbnails are terrible. Uh, I've I've done so many. I've made so many mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> and I've done so many things. I'm like, oh, I can't believe that's how. So uh, now I'm just. I have people who are always giving me advice. Yeah. So it's like, it's just part of the, I think it's part of the right, if you're in the right circles, everyone's just going to give advice it's to like each other. paying it forward too, right? Yeah, it's that's like what everyone thing. does. Like people, I'm always getting advice from people. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of times I'm like, oh shit, why did I do this before? And that's just my life. But well, I, I love, I love what you're, sincerely, I, I love what you do. Like there's, I, I have a lot of friends in this space. I don't listen to too many of them regularly, but I love a lot of your solo stuff. I really love your shit with, uh, Red and Roxy. Oh, thanks. I think I think Thank that you. is really entertaining. I admittedly I haven't listened to the stuff with Steph and Mike yet. Uh, That's okay. It's <laughs> a, a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on. No, it's on. true. Well, look, I, look yeah. I, I, the same the same goes for you. Look, it, I, the way that I look at it is very similar to the like stand up comedy. Um, when I when I would go to the comedy store, there were many comedians that I respected very much. So it doesn't mean I watched all their sets. Mm-hmm. It means that that I was like, okay, yeah, I respect what they're doing. I appreciate what they're doing. They've got a, a I, it, it works for them. I get it. Uh, I just. I'm not going to go and watch their set. Nothing against them. It's just, I got a lot going on here and I'm preparing mm-hmm. my, my stuff. And then there were other comedians that I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta spend some time listening because I genuinely just really enjoy it. And want, and if I wasn't a comedian would be tuning in to, to hear it because I'm genuinely like just a fan. I feel that way about your stuff. Like I, I tell you, like I comment on your stuff all the time because I'm like, because when I'm, um, I'll be working on my stuff on my computer and I see real rejects just, I have the, the notifications on. So it pops up and I'm like, and I listen to you guys talking and I, and I, and I leave the comments and stuff too because of same thing. Generally entertaining to know what you're, whether it's friends or someone that you respect mm-hmm. and, Clearly, as I said in the intro, we're not always on the same page. No, right? no, definitely not. But can but can discuss it in a way that I think that a lot of people don't, and um, and I think is more important to do because, like I said, we we're on like bringing up like Thor, Love and Thunder. We're on, I think, completely opposite sides of the spectrum. Not as opposite as you think. Okay, uh, I, I watched it again. Okay, <laughs> okay. The second time I watched it, and I really, and I said this in our spoiler talk when yeah. we were live streaming, and. You know, you, you I want to be the thing about it is like what what I would have still been honest about it. What I was worried about being honest was, was that the reviews were not the greatest. So I didn't want it to look like I was placating. But yeah, my, but my honest opinion was that the second time I watched it, the first half of the film really didn't work for me as much. It the, was the like, first half. Yeah, yeah. because it yeah. was it was uh, suddenly I started feeling like, OK, when you don't have a packed crowd and I've heard all these jokes before. This is not funny. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of this is not funny. Like, there's some jokes in there that are funny, but a lot of it was like I, I realized that my my first experience, my takeaway was more with the last half of the film, and that's what the movie left me with. And then on this on the rewatch, when it was a much smaller crowd, 
not that not that it was crowd manipulation. It was just that now that I was with something where I could just absorb the movie. Yeah, I was like, okay, the the second time around, these jokes are really not quite sh- clicking. For totally, me. Yeah. and look, it but it but it is a, a sense of crowd manipulation, as you say. It can because, be at times, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, especially be. when you go to like a premiere or a screening mm-hmm. and stuff, and you're around a bunch of friends, and you just and you and you're there for like the kind of good time. I think that's what they kind of count on a lot of the time too, as they should. It's smart. You bring in a whole bunch of people. Hey, here you yeah. go, you're going to the premiere, have some fun, and then there you're kind of enticing them with that feeling. They're not telling you like, oh, because we hooked you up with it, you gotta right. give us a good review. That's not what it is. That's what stupid people think. But like, what it is is that they definitely paint you in this picture where they're like oh look you're in this big atmosphere and you're sure, around all sure. your friends and oh, this is a good time and you're having fun and like you said it leaves you i agree with you that the second half is way stronger yeah. but for me by the time i got there i was so checked out because i had said to you at the end when i saw it I, I said it was a little too goofy for me yeah see and i i didn't really think that until i rewatched Watch it, it again right because i was thinking more about the second half yeah the second, <laughs> yeah yeah the second half definitely plays they they start to give a little bit more of context of the story and then like just that first half is like i hated that fucking zeus stuff i hated it like, yeah okay, okay i can't meet you I, yeah, I, it's actually, fine. I actually enjoy it you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like it just you ever see the movie top secret with val Kilmer? yeah it's like top secret that yeah 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 i seen it but that yeah. but top secret's intentional and, and hilarious yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right that's <laughs> and 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 it knew that it was and and it didn't try to trick you that it was that and like yeah. so that's why transitioning to like she hulk i was um i actually didn't catch your opinion on she hulk yet loved it yeah, okay, good, Loved good, good. Because, but I was hesitant going into it because of two reasons. One, I didn't think the CGI was very strong mm-hmm. um, in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and was worried about it, but also realized, that, hey, you're watching it on YouTube, so it'll look different once it's on Disney+, Plus and, right. it has, and it's not completely finished yet. So I, I understood that going in. My, my issue was what we just talked about in the lead-in with mm-hmm. Thor, was that I, I worry when it's just... Comedy, 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 comedy. First, everybody gets a joke. That, that you don't know what the tone yeah. is. It switches all up. I'm like, are we getting that again? Um, the first two episodes of this show are so well written and is a great balance, which I think Thor was missing. It is a good balance of character. I think three and four get a little goofy. I haven't seen three and four. Okay. Three and four get a little goofy, but still pretty good. And I think, uh, um, uh, is it Jessica? Shoot. The writer. I keep messing, forgetting the her writer? name. The writer? Ooh, I forgot the writer's name. Uh, I barely and, remember. And I, I gotta start. Rem- I have to start remembering because she's such a great writer. She yeah. wrote the first two, and I, from what I heard, she didn't write three and four. And you could tell. Yeah, three and four is good, but I just loved one and two. But I, I assume you like. What? How many did you see? I've only seen the first two so far. Okay. I left the. I went to the premiere, but I left the theater. Oh. When three played. Um, Any reason? Yeah, because I got to react to it. <laughs> oh wow! You wanted to. You wanted to get out. See, see this one. I, we'll get into that later. I I love your work etiquette. I really do. But go ahead. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be credit because yeah. i had several people say that to me i'm like respect I'm like, yeah. well it just makes my job easier yeah, 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 <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I, I had never seen it yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah no i mean i i prefer to like i've done it with trailers like with dr strange play at spider-man no way home i just was like don't watch yeah. <laughs> don't want, you yeah. know or i leave the theater when avatar was playing but i forgot what movie it premiered before but yeah um but i liked i, I liked one a lot i liked it more the second time i watched it i already liked it a lot the first time the, the main criticism that I had, and I had this criticism before criticisms before yeah. it came out, was the fact that I didn't like that. And I, and I see it in the comments. People are debating about it all the time, and some people have no issue with it. But I, I still feel like it, it could have made the episode that much better, is I did crave her having a little bit more physical struggle with adapting to the Hulk 
power set. Sure. I know this is setting up for the internal struggles, and I don't want to give away what happens in the second episode because that's what I was kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. was like, oh, they're, they're sending a play more into the internal struggles that she's going to have to endure with some external struggles that are going to come. And I think the second episode I, I find stronger than the first. And that was the one thing that was like kind of missing for me in the first episode was I needed, a, I just wanted her to have a little bit of that uphill battle with developing the powers. But I felt like they were also just trying to get it out of the way because I, the second episode's when it's like yes. a show. Yes. And I think that that's absolutely fair. Um, I didn't have the issue with it, but I understand the issue with mm-hmm. it. I had more of an issue with Kate Bishop and how easily she was able to just to start fighting rush, uh, you know, people in the <laughs> right. Uh, that, that, that was, I had way more of an issue with that. Um, there's a lot of characters sometimes that just are able to do shit. And you're like, well, how yeah. the hell? I thought even though it was a quick thing, the other way they explained like how her body was taking to it pretty easily and how she was able to um, control it and not be the, the rage beast right away. I kind of, I like that. And I, from what I hear from, again, we both hear the same, more stuff from Koi and Koi, like, what they do from, uh, the comics that it's pretty consistent, mm-hmm. but I also agree that it was more so because I like the idea. There's a lot of shows, whether it's Obi-Wan or other shows, I think need to be longer to get more character development. I like that they're sticking to the 28 to 32 minute Ally McBeal structure of this yeah. show. And I think because of that, you just can get in so much inside of it. Like This isn't really about the origin story and how she'd be able to do right. it, how she manage her powers. And it's more so of her balancing her life with being the Hulk, I, I think it's a fair criticism. Yeah. I just I didn't have as much of an issue. I think that's I think that a lot of people did. No, the second time around, it, it, it's it just reminded me that it's just a it's a sincerely fun show. Yes, like it's the the there's an authenticity to how much fun it actually is, and sometimes that can feel forced, or sometimes it can feel like it's undercut, which is perhaps what Thor: Love and Thunder did, which is undercut stakes or undercut right. dramatic tension. Right. So the fun feels like. You don't need a joke some a lot of the time. Whereas here with She Hulk, it feels natural. It seems like it's part of the show. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. It's right. it, and it, it and I mean and it's not. Sometimes you say the word fun, and that's an that's an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. sounds, but it's not for this. This is just. I think one of its strengths is the fact that it embraces its show. Yes. Versus a lot of these. Um, a lot of times with like you know uh, streaming shows or whatever, they're like, we made a six-hour movie, right. and we cut it up. And this embraces the fact that it's episodic and that they just need to tell a, a solid story. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen three and four, but I feel the impression I get is that they're just trying to tell a solid story every episode yeah. and have like an arc for her every single episode. And I think that is a strength versus trying to like cut up a cut up something in a six hours. You right. Know? Right. And I, th- and I think that, like you said, they knew exactly what they wanted to be and how it, what it's structured for, you know, from episode one, exactly what this yeah. show is and it stays consistent into it. But it also, you bring up these, the, the, I don't know where you stand with this because we talked about this on Friday. Um, are you more of a, and I think for your, for your business, the, the, the obvious answer is week by week, but are, as a fan, are you more week by week of a fan or do you like when they all dump it in, in one shot? I know for work, it's one is week by week. I like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I generally, it, it always, it, it's all, it's all subjective on what they're telling, you know, yeah. like most of Stranger Things, I think works as a full streaming Stranger Things four. I was like, this could have been a week by week. Yeah. yeah that, that particular season could have been a week by week. Whereas part season three, I'm like, no, that works as a full stream. I think it just always depends on what it is. Um, because a lot of times that's the problem you run into when, what we were talking about, when you're like, if instead of making a solid episode at a time, they try to make a six hour movie and they just end it per episode. And I think that's, those are ones where I'm like, you might've just wanted to make that a streaming show 
that way you can get the whole picture because a lot of times these these shows get judged, but then people come around to it by the time you get to the end, and that's because they they made they constructed it that way. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think my 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 issue with it for the shows nowadays because like Netflix was were the really the innovators who with streaming and had all these with the House of Cards, all these other shows gave you the full season. You're like, oh wow, I can just watch the full right, season. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had really no competition. There was nobody out there that was because. Week by week television, okay. I mean, uh, network TV, okay, mm-hmm. fine. But the streaming wars didn't really start until like 20, like say 19, really. Right, right. And now we're still only three years into it. And now that it's heating up the way that it does, I think Netflix has to change their strategy because channels like yours, channels like these other things that are like when you're covering week by week, if you're going on YouTube, you're going on Twitter, you're going on uh, TikTok, anywhere, and people are talking about these things, yeah. they're talking about it on the day and then the following week, and if you nail everything in two days, your show's going to be lost. It's not in the water cooler discussion anymore. Well, I think what people like more than anything else a lot of the time is anticipation. Yes. They like looking forward to yes. something. So I think that's why when you have a week-to-week show, you have the anticipation of looking forward to something. Like, there are shows that I watch that I don't talk about on the channel. Like, Better Call Saul is my favorite show I've seen like one of my favorite shows of all time, yeah. And I and I, I would look forward to it every single week. I was addicted to it. And I couldn't. Why stop don't you? T- why don't you talk about it? Just curious. Uh, there are some shows that I just need for me. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say you don't want to miss business with pleasure. Sometimes I mean, sometimes it's like you know, like the whole point of what I do is I have to kind of enjoy and and, and kind of ignore. It's like I have to be aware there's a camera, but also kind of ignore the fact there's sure. a camera with what I do. Sure. Um, but there are some shows that I'm like, I just like to eat food and and kind of veg out. Maybe depending on the day, might smoke a little bit, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. so I could just enjoy my television, enjoy my TV. Because part of part, weirdly, that kind of feeds into what I do. Because if I can I- enjoy it in my personal life, then it's easier to do it on camera too. So sometimes it just does work better for me to do something like a better or Westworld, for example. Sure, okay. So I like uh, I, I there are some shows I just need for my same thing with movies. Yeah, too. and so yeah, I'm not going to cover everything and anything. Well, I think yeah. it's and it's also different for. Um, for you and I right now or what so for me I can do that in a, in a certain example because of just what how I start with when schmoes I'm so used to like the review itself right like I don't I have, right. I don't do the episodes and I'm starting and it's again advice from you but I'm I'm probably going to start doing episode like mm-hmm. reviews the same way or, or excuse me or watch alongs the same way that, that, that you've been doing the it. reactions but, yeah 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 the reactions off the actual episode itself um but Right now, what I do is I I'll, even if it's a show that I enjoy, I'll watch it and then I'm like, okay, I really like that. I want to get the word out and I want to talk about it and get the review up. But sometimes, depending on when I watch it, it's like, well, if I do that, I don't know if it's going to hurt the algorithm because it's it's three it's three months later, nobody's talking about this show <laughs> right, anymore, right. you know. And that's and that's that comes into it now. Like it wasn't like that five ten years ago. Like you could just you you, you see, oh shit, I just watched Ghostbusters again, and I'm going to do yeah. something with with uh, with Chris Stuckman and the and me him and Mark going to watch Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters winds up doing whatever the hell it does. But I like for example, I'm watching uh, the Sandman. Okay, I, have you, I love this show. I love it. I'm I'm like six episodes in. It's it's different. It's got a it's it's creepy, um, but it's it's clever and. And I'm like, nobody's talking about this. And then some of the people are like, well, people were talking about it. They were just talking about it on the first two days that it came out. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to try it to, like, when I'm done with it, I'm going to put a review up and tell people yeah. that they should check it out. Like, the offer was one that I saw mm-hmm. that I know if I put that review up, nobody would have watched it. But right. I talk, I try to talk about it on this show all the time that for when people are going through the chapters and going, oh, what's this show? The, the offer is phenomenal. I haven't seen it yet. Loved. The There's offer. a lot of shows I have to 
start. I mean, it's like you don't. I have to do a lot, a lot of editing too. And, and yeah, no, I know so. you do a lot of shit. I don't think people realize how much shit you you really do. You do a lot. You do no, a lot. I mean, you do a lot. There's a there's this there's a guy actually a friend of mine, Ryan Airy. He runs a channel called Screen Crush. Has like a, yeah yeah, a, a, yeah. Mil, over a million followers. Yeah. Great channel. And he messaged me. He's like, "Wait, you actually wait? You actually watch this show on camera for the first time?" I'm like, "Yeah. What do you mean?" Yeah. He's like, "I thought you watch it in advance and then maybe record it, at, like record certain scenes after." He's like, "That's so much editing you got to do." I'm like, I "Yeah, I know. It's 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 very time consuming." And then a lot of things with these things you're talking about with algorithms and stuff. It's a lot of people don't realize. Like, yeah, when like when we first met, it was so much easier to get views back yes. then. Uh, it was it was like. It was way too, it was actually too easy yeah. <laughs> back then. Yeah. And now everyone's channel has a very specific algorithm because yeah. the algorithm is this crazy AI that we don't, that no one really understands. Yeah. So everyone I they talk to- They don't even understand that. No, they way. don't, yeah. they don't. Uh, and so everyone I talk to has a specific algorithm. Right. So like every, your algorithm is going to be different than mine and then everyone else that I know. It, so it's sometimes YouTube pushes your video. Sometimes yeah. they push a full channel. Sometimes if you try something different, they're like, that's not associated with this. So everything is, some people can do a variety. Some people can't do a variety and it all just depends. It's weird. And some people get all their views from their subscribers. Some people get all their views from just being in the search or recommended. It's, it's so, all over it's, the place. Dude, it's so crazy because so, yeah. it's one of those things. I remember when you, when we were first talking and you're like, yeah, well the goal is you got to start to get into the trending page. And I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. like, I would love to, but I, uh, I'm like, and I said, I've never, that's even with I want you to get in the recommended as well. Recommended, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, recommended. And, and um, that's what, right. Recommended. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, no, it wasn't recommended. It was the trending, the trending page, the trending page. Yeah. And, and I wanted, and I don't recall saying any you said you said you got to try like to trending like to eventually trend recommended absolutely you said but you said but to trending and like because you've been on it a few times and I was like you know and I said to you I don't know if it does anything <laughs> I don't know it if certainly does I'll tell you why because Ellis and I had never ever been on the trending page ever okay my Spider-Man one was yeah, yeah that's the most amount of a subscribers views one of the best months I had when it was it was myself you guys and Grace Randolph were all um, yeah. trending from that review it's because you keep getting suggested and recommend so like right and, then the, and they have a thing called click-through rate meaning how many people saw your thumbnail me uh, clicked on your video right, right. so there's all, all these different numbers and calculations it's it's insane so like and then i'm like oh well that happened uh, maybe it'll happen again i'm sitting here twiddling my dick in the wind and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but but either way it's like but you're absolutely right and i told people this who do things i was like look there is the algorithm is going to push you in certain directions and do certain things and and favor you at times and not favor you at other and I'm not a dummy to this. Like when a when a trailer comes out for even if it's like Andor, mm -hmm. I've got to get because the benefit for me is I have children, mm -hmm. so I'm fucking up. Yeah. So if they drop this thing at six in the morning, I'm up and I'm doing it right. Yeah. But I got to get it up there quick because once yours, Tyrone's, other people's shit comes out, you guys obviously so and should be. You're gonna get the algorithm is gonna start to. When mm -hmm. people are searching for it, they're going to throw to you guys because you've been doing it. They, the the algorithm knows your channel, so you got to work on, if you're a smaller channel and you got to move. And that's what I think that a lot of people don't realize. Some people put it out like I've seen people put it out like five hours after you guys have done it. And I'm like, you're 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 toast. Like, yeah, it's you still should do it, but you're toast. We're fortunate enough now because before I always felt like I had to be the first one up, and and, yeah. and after close to a million was when I was like, oh, maybe we don't actually have you to don't be have to know the first one up, and now I can like spend at least 
at least an hour <laughs> editing yeah. this video before right. I make it live. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a fortunate position. But no, you always got to figure it out. You I mean, for the longest out. time, I, my our movie reviews wouldn't get views. Just our solo, just movie reviews. And then I realized, okay, but if we shoot a full review at the theater, and then I now I notice there's a lot of people doing it. Yeah. I'm not saying we're the influence for it. If anything, I it's probably Campia who I would see do like a one minute one. But I was like, what if we just did a full one at the theater? That's what I wanted to do. And and we've gotten in trouble with many a security guard. Oh, <laughs> over to, yeah, yeah well, we've got well, kicked out. But well, that's when we started getting views on our actual reviews was was doing them at the theater. Those out of the theater reactions to me are something that I think have been kind of eye opening for me because what I when I was looking at it. There's always these social reactions that are allowed. Social yeah. reactions are allowed. And then I remember somebody saying, I remember who's like, well, if you did like a minute social reaction on YouTube, what's the difference of tweeting it? It's a social media platform. It's a social yeah. media platform. Yeah. I was like, well, what's, there is no difference. I'm like, wow. And then I started doing those and make sure, but you got, you got to make sure that you don't, because people are like, oh, you're reviewing it. I'm like, that's, if you've been, not, if, you, if you've been watching me, that's not a fucking review. A minute yeah. of me just talking about blah, 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 blah. So those things are helpful for sure. But you, like you said, you've got to find things that fit your channel, that fit yeah. your personality, that people want to come back for you. Like I realize when I do She-Hulk reviews, which is a show that I want to watch, enjoy it, I'll get people watching it, but I'm going to find more people start watching when I'm putting my Andor reviews up. Sure, sure. That's what people know me for, so yeah. doing that. So, um, But yeah, it's, just, it's very interesting kind of learning it, even though I've been doing it since 2008, 2009. Yeah. Such a different game than it was back then. It's always going to be evolving and changing. Yeah. I mean, there are people who like have more followers than ourselves, but I know we're doing better than. Likewise, people, there's a channel, there's a, a really great friend of mine, probably my, actually, easily my closest friend outside yeah. of the States. Uh, his name's Paul, runs a channel, Heavy Spoilers. Less followers than us, but does phenomenally better yeah. <laughs> than our channel, phenomenally. And I'm always getting advice from this guy. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating game. But yeah, yeah like when I met you, I mean, I, I remember... Yeah, you were doing schmoes at the time. I remember being like hella nervous the first time I met you because I was. Oh, and when you came into the show, I had never done collabs or anything oh, like okay. that. You were the first channel that I was like, oh my god, I'm going to schmoes. No, <laughs> what the fuck? This is weird. <laughs> yeah. I've never done collabs. We were like 60k subscribers. Yeah, and so it was a, it was a really strange time for me. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, and I remember that. I remember then Mark and I um, came into, um, I think it was your your old apartment. Yeah, yeah, and we couldn't did, find parking. That was great. Yeah, we <laughs> couldn't find parking. That's right. Yeah, we did, but we did, um, we did a few reactions Trailers, with yeah. you guys, and then we did, and then you had like the greatest schmoes memories or something that we that we reacted to, which was really fun too. It's still in your channel. It's is it? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, we're doing. The, we're. Isn't uh, you're gonna be shooting? Am I allowed to bring this up? You have to go set the last day. Of yeah, yeah, shooting schmo down. Well, uh, at, well, as this as this airs. Yeah. We already have shot it. Yeah, yeah. So this air, this this is going to air on Monday. But yeah, so the the end of the um, Schmodown, the Schmodown Spectacular, we had shot it this weekend, and it airs on October first. Okay. And so I, I'm hoping. So otherwise, I'm going to have to cut this out. But I'm hoping to make an announcement already. So what I'm doing is I'm moving a bunch of things around. I'm, uh, my my goal is that I that I have already announced this on Friday. So we'll, we'll, we'll cross, <laughs> okay, fingers crossed. Okay. Uh, I'm moving things around from from channels, right? So there's there's now going to be four four youtube channels okay the 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 first is this channel which is not really going to change everything on here big things sith council capes and cows um uh all of it it's 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 all in this channel and nothing will change reactions reviews this the way that you like if you're subscribed well how's that going to affect this it isn't um the Schmodown, the YouTube channel that that is the Schmodown channel right now, that used to be the old Schmo's channel, is going to be the big things, uh, big thing clips channel. Okay. And so, what's going to be on that channel in general? You're going to have um, basically 
So today, it, you know, once it, once it transitions in, if we're if the main topic of this is D23 or whatever it might be, and we start talking about YouTube and how to help your channel, and I go, that's a good video. Maybe we'll post that up. That'll be on the Clips channel. There'll be like four of those. Plus, if Coy and Winston and I are on and we saw a movie together, instead of their review being on my channel, it'll be on the Clips channel. So there'll be like three or four clips a day and hopefully to build that out. Be like, well, what the hell is going to happen with the Schmodown library? We built out a channel called the uh, Schmodown Archives where the mm. spectacular is actually going to air. And like there'll be a couple episodes of rundown on there leading to the spectacular and all the old episodes will start to kind of come out too from the season. So like a new audience can find it. Got it, got it. So, and then the final channel is SEN live, which will be its own channel. And that's still going to be offered on Patreon. And then SEN live is going to be live two times a month. And so if people want to go and find SEN live, they can, they can do it. Cool. So, so it's, that's kind of how we're rebuilding the whole, uh, the whole thing. How are you feeling? Great. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling great about it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's like, look, there's, it's like happy and sad at the same time, right? So the, obviously, I think that there was so much more that we could have accomplished in general. And I do think that the pandemic was, uh, was the fucking iceberg that the Titanic never recovered from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was nine seasons. How many people can do, say that they did nine seasons of a show yeah. and did it pretty damn well? And we had a lot of good things that were, that were working and a lot of things. And the other thing that I said, when you lose an audience whether it's because of pandemic or other things, whatever it is, with everything we were just talking about, there's so much shit on YouTube, streaming. If you lose a portion of your audience, it's hard to get them back yeah. because you got to say, hey, look at the stuff we're working on now, but they got to, yeah, but I'm watching all this other shit now. Yeah. Like you just said before, like there's, there's only so much shit I can watch mm -hmm. at one point because lives, your lives go on. Because I happen to think that, and, and we talked about it, this version of the Schmodown at the at that studio as Titans was probably the best version that we had ever done, like as far as production and all that too. But it just said, calling it what it is, not enough people were watching it. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a yeah. hard thing when you. I mean, I I've had my ups and downs with Schmodown behind the scenes yeah. emotionally that I've like talked with you about, yeah. and uh, I'm 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 not afraid to be like uh, candid about yeah. it. But I think what you built and with team involved too, the, the influence of it is, is something that is quite phenomenal. Like when you really sit back and look at it, and it's really beautiful. And there's so many people I've gotten to meet from. Like right. I, I got to know Koi from there. Yeah. He's one of my closest friends. I, I got to know so many, like so many of the personalities. I'm like there's so many people right. who also were given a, a platform to shine like just true fans who and that's why it made sense to me why there were so many people who embraced playing in the, in the game because a lot of these people finally felt recognized and yeah. noticed and i think that was such a grand thing to give to people who actually started to accrue a following for the first time ever and started to get some people who were just journalists some people who never got the time to shine in the spotlight i think what the schmodown was was a very Im impactful thing and it is sad. It's weird. Like as much as I'm not one of the most involved people with it, it still is a, a sad thing to see yeah. go. Like, you were more yeah. involved than people realize, especially towards the, the end here. You were like, it, like for people who don't who don't know, Greg was reaching out to me many times. Like, look, this I think there's things you can do to to try to boost this, to do that, to that, and I and I implemented a lot of stuff that he had suggested for sure. And it just was we were just in a and. It was it, minorly working in the beginning. I it was. was. Like, look, the arrows are going yeah. up on the analytics. Yeah. Look, <laughs> but I just, like I said about the yeah. boat, though, I just think the hole was too big in the boat at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's a massive ship that you're running. You it got was. A, you got a whole team full of people. Yeah. And 
what a lot of people don't realize with, with you is, you know, you, you have to be the leader of this whole thing. Right. So you're, you're helping to lead and manage so many people. Right. And I'm like, that responsibility is tough. Like I, I've been expanding real rejects, which is, you know, like the first 500 K was just pretty much me. Yeah. And, and then John officially partnered up with me. So that was like my first like employee technically. Right. And now I got like coy and then editors and then trying to brand and now I'm trying to produce a couple of other it's things a lot. too. And I'm like, I don't, this, it is, it is a lot. I'm never sleeping. Yeah. I don't even have kids like you. And then yet you're doing all this other stuff with these people. And so, and then yet I'll notice that because you're the leader, it's easier to be judged too. Oh shit. <laughs> Just go on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, it's crazy. It's like you turn to Vince McMahon. Oh, I'm like, fucking, I know this Christian they, guy. This is they, not him. They <laughs> fucking hate me. Over yeah. there. And they that's what I mean. It's, it, it was crazy. I mean, it's like, you it's like the prophets never appreciate his own land. And that was like the position you were in a lot of the time. Yeah. And you know, it's like, I know everyone has their own, whatever subjective experiences with you. Uh, but I'm, I'm also really well aware of like, but he's also dealing with like a hundred people <laughs> here. Yeah. And so sometimes he might get a little bit shorter, might get reactive towards a situation that goes wrong because of one piece of the domino, one thing creates a domino effect. Yeah, it does. And then and, and sometimes you don't have time to be like the most, some people want all this undivided time and attention. Right. When you're like, you don't really have all that time, so you got to be a little short. You also <laughs> got to be able to concentrate on yourself at some point, exactly, and, be, yeah. and, and we'll be able to, to concentrate on your mental health. Because yeah. again, being being completely open, like you and I had a probably like a two hour conversation outside, and I was just and I was the most open with you than I've probably been with anyone outside of my wife. And I was like, <laughs> I was just I was struggling like mentally. I was just struggling, and I was and I and I'd gone on like those Reddit threads and these other things, and I was I'll just fuck like, you up, man. <laughs> it, it was bad. It was like I was in a really I was in the worst place maybe since my brother passed. You know, I was mm. in a really bad place, and I was like walking around going, I'm just in a terrible terrible place right now. I did feel underappreciated at, at certain things, and I felt also like you know I tried. I would put out. I have this idea, and I put the idea out, and then and then you just see someone just fucking shit on it, and mm. you're like. It's their right to do. If they don't like it, they don't like it. You can't say, well, why don't you like my stuff? You can't do that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that we're not humans and it doesn't hurt, right? And right. so that, and that's just one example of like many different things. And then, but that doesn't, that didn't even lead into the fact that like, like I had no call on the, the Schmodown, like ending when it did, you know, oh, it just, it did. It ended when it did. I, I was, I was, I understood. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's make it work. And, and to Skybound's credit was phenomenal in how they wanted to make sure it had proper send off and all these different things. And it was very, uh, very I mean, I can't say enough positive things about Skybound, like yeah. very positive things about Skybound and the way that they handled it in general, which is just smart business decisions that they had to make. Mm -hmm. I get it. But it's like, but I was, I was already in a place where I was just like kind of getting beat down that, when it does come to so many different people and looking at enjoying myself on this channel and doing the things that I'm doing on this channel, I'm like, I really, I like doing this. And I've never been on, I've never been on my own ever. Like, cause Mark and I had done mm -hmm. for so long and I've never done my own thing. And I wasn't planning to, I kind of fell into doing my own thing because we had SEN live, we turned it into the KH channel, you know, and, and inside of that, it just, that kind of came out of nowhere. I, I, reactions and reviews again. Mm. I had kind of written off reviews. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. And then I was like, you know, I'm kind of having fun doing it again. And yeah. it's like, you got to have fun. But it is, like, as you said, and you know more than anybody, it's, it's, it's work. But if it's satisfying work, then, then it's worth pursuing. Well, it's, it's like, um, I, I equate a lot of what we do to like actual, you say acting and it sounds like pretending or faking. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like, that 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 uh that that old philosophy. Every time I watch Inside the Actor Studio, the the philosophy I always heard about was you do a lot of 
even right now we're doing this with you. You hear a lot about, you do a lot of prep, you got to do the work, you got to yeah. do the research, yeah. you got to do this, this, this. But then when it comes time to film, you got to let it all go and be in the moment. Yeah. And that's what we have to do, yep. <laughs> essentially. It's is, true. Is like you let it all go and you just be in the moment because then you got to have fun. You got to enjoy what you're doing when the camera's rolling. And that's pretty much how it is right now as we're doing this. It's you true. Know? <laughs> like, yeah. this is, I see you stress and try to put this shit together and, and all that and, and stuff. But then you just sound working. It's true. Know? But then yeah. you kind of ease into it yeah. and you got to make the best quality. And speaking of best quality and easing into it, how about Storyblocks? Storyblocks. Ladies and gentlemen, Storyblocks. <laughs> if you haven't had Storyblocks, you don't know Storyblocks. We're, t- we're here talking about, you know, making video and helping video and starting your channels. Well, video is the most effective way to capture an audience's attention. And because of it, modern storytellers are always challenged with creating more video content at a higher quality, involving more voices in the process and distributing on more platforms than ever before. And I know that I can tell you, Greg can tell you, a lot of the stuff that we face as creators, you, you have to meet output demands, there's time, there's budget, it's knowledge, creative inspiration, passion, and definitely burnout and mental health is a major thing that creators deal with. What Storyblocks do is it makes it possible for creators to keep up with the growing demands for modern video content. So you bring all your stories to life and you stop sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. They, you just basically you choose a plan that works for you out of their selection of flexible subscriptions that scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on in creating and not worrying about budget. So you go to the unlimited all access plan is the one that I recommend. And it gives you unlimited downloads of over the 1 million assets in their library. You try out multiple options quickly and find the perfect fit so you can create more and spend less without sacrificing quality. So if you go to storyblocks.com slash big thing, I would really recommend that all that unlimited all access, all access plan. One more time. That is, that is storyblocks.com slash big thing. All right. So I also wanted to talk to you. Greg, um, and by the way, everybody, before I get into that, um, people are always asking as far as supporting the channel and as far as wondering, like, yes, likes and comments and subscriptions, that's that's monumental, right? If you're able to join Patreon, absolutely. But if you're like, oh, I just want to help and support the channel, what do I do? Hey, find a sponsor that we talk about that is right for you. And if you like it, get it. Storyblocks then get Storyblocks. Go into the description, do it, and let me know because I, um, I send it to the sponsors once I hear what you're enjoying and what you're not enjoying. So go ahead. Let me know. All right. I, so I think people thought we'd be joking around a lot more. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, sometimes look, sometimes sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. I don't. I you can't I, force it, right? You know, <laughs> and you'd be and you'd be surprised, man. Like some like the conversations like this, I think, are so helpful for people. Yeah. And I think that especially whether it's like whatever we're talking about, whether it's um stuff that we can geek out about yeah. inside of the shit that we love better call Saul fucking shield, yeah. whatever it is. And then there's stuff that they want to hear. Like if I was a creator kind of coming up and starting a YouTube channel and I knew fucking Greg Alba was going to be on the show and a guy who's built this thing from the ground up and got himself to over a million subscribers, right? Talking about two things that I think not me, alone though. I want to No, of course not. John. Yeah, yeah, John, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. But, but I'm just, he's just not in the room with us, but I'm saying if yeah, fuck John, fuck John. <laughs> uh, no, but, but of course, for what you guys were able to do and build it together, same thing like what Mark and I were able to do, yeah, right? right? I'd want to listen. And I'd want to say, Oh, well, well, sure. I want to, I want to hear what they're saying. Plus the fact when you also, those things of like people are human beings, like it's like, yeah, we, you can see us having fun goofing around, but it's like, we can get our ass kicked like anybody yeah. else. Well, a big part of what we do has to look like we're not working. Right. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that's a, why, I, dude, like, <laughs> when I'm not working or when I am working, this is part of my work. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's part of my work. And I, and I put that on my soundboard because that is part of my work. Farts are my brand. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> should be a shirt. Farts, farts are, are my, my brand. brand. <laughs> it really, uh, my, my wife would agree. Yeah. The whole point is supposed to look like this is not work at all. Right. Like that, that's not, that's not, and then if you try to put it out there too much and it takes away the whole fun, right. it's not an illusion necessarily, but it, there's like prep and time. And granted, it's like, like my fiance, like that's real work. Like she's yeah. she's a therapist for autistic kids. That's a right. That's a fucking that's job, a, that's right? Like, right. <laughs> and, that's, and that's like a that is a job that is helping. I'm always like the fucking views are low. She's like, yeah, this kid fucking punched me in the gut today. I'm like, that's a real job. You right win. There. Yeah, you win. Yeah, yeah, so. totally. Um, you know, I get it. It's it's just, it's the same, man. Yeah, there's a lot of like when I like I I was having I had a I had a meeting with a with a friend about a week ago and just listening to him talk about the stuff that he's doing it's like it's it's certainly not what your fiance is doing but it's still inside of the entertainment business but i was listening to like playing like like major league stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like and then i'd gotten some tweet or a text from some kind of drama going out on and whether it was a reddit thread or it was a or it was like a, some kind of internal drama and i'm like Fun. I'm like, I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, what, what grade are we in? Right. I'm like, I'm like, and meanwhile, I'm talking to this other person about like real things. And I'm like, like, there's so much more stuff that's important to worry about and enjoy in life. And like, just kind of breathe and, mm-hmm. and enjoy it. And as you say, yes, what we're doing is fun and, and it's work. And you should embrace that side of it that we get to watch this stuff that we love and talk about. And that's why I don't get, I used to get like really take more things on the air with me. Like whether it was somebody like saying something in the comment section or anything too. And I would, I'm so over that now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so like I can like, it's, it's easy to just block that person. It's your store. You can throw out anybody you want from the store. Somebody comes out with a dick hanging out of their pants in your store. You have the right to throw them out of your store. You don't have to scream at them in order to do it. That's the beauty of that block button. I, right. I get shit all the time and be like, you'll never see it a lot of the time in the comment section. Like if it's like really hateful, I go through the comment section all the time. And if it's like hateful stuff, I don't want that to be what I think is accepted in a lot of YouTube places. Yeah. There's something you just can't, there's so many comments coming in, you can't always police it, but I'll put certain word blocks and things in there because I want it to be as much, I think people should be able to talk to each other. I think they should be able to disagree with each other, but hateful speech and all this type of shit that goes on and calling people names because they like something else you do. Fuck it. Go to someone else's channel and do it. I'm so that's, I'm just, I saw enough of it, a collider and other things. I don't, I'm over it. Well, I can really, I I think what I really noticed, at least I could speak for me and several other people, is a lot of times when you read these hate, a lot of times people don't realize is that, I think even for you, people don't, I I certainly didn't know until like within the past year, like Christian's a lot more sensitive than I think people realize. Yeah. Like you're a more sensitive guy and and I'm, like a lot of times I could be a sarcastic asshole, but I'm actually a very empathetic, I consider myself a pretty empathetic human being. Yeah. And um, just watch your Forrest Gump thing. (laughs) (laughs) Several movie reactions later, I was like bawling my eyes. You crying made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I like I like those conversations. I like I actually I really like doing the movie reactions. That's really fun. But um, the I'm so sorry. I just lost my train of thought. You're just talking about just being uh, empathetic and and just people don't people don't realize. Oh, with the comments and stuff is that a lot of the times when you read like a hate comment, you know, especially where you're at in your life. 
you're reading something. And so the voice that's reading it is your own voice in your own head. So yeah. then it kind of can feed into your own subconscious. You know, it's different than if some dumbass said it to me in person, actually. Of course. So I'll be like, who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are, you right, know? Yeah. But when I read a comment, it's like, it's my own negative voice in my head reading it. Is that true? And, yeah. Right, and then, right, and then, right. then I'm going through it. Because, you know, from doing this, as I started the channel, like when I was really, when this channel really started making like pennies, like, I mean, literal pennies, I... I must have been like uh, like 24 or something, 23. Yeah. So now I'm like 32. And I feel like you could watch me grow up yeah. <laughs> over time. And yeah. I've matured over time before, you know, I was just always trying stuff out or I was trying to be like, like I was always listening to Eminem and Louis C.K. So everything yeah. about me was just provoking people all right. the time. Yeah. And then I learned and I realized like, I'm not really enjoying my life. I had, I'd had about, I've never even talked about this. I've, I've had like two times I was admitted into a 72 hour hold okay. for um, suicidal ideations and stuff. So I was like in a really fucked up place and a lot of meds and shit. I've talked about that some sort of, and now it's like some people kind of miss that side of me. Hey, that wouldn't fly by on YouTube and that's not why I didn't do it, but it wouldn't fly by on YouTube right. anymore. They just keep striking me down. But B it's, uh, I, I just feel like I've grown like what you're talking about with being a little bit, because I can get affected by comments, sure, but uh, I am not as affected as I used to be. I'm certainly not bulletproof. I'm certainly don't have sure. that rhinoceros skin I've heard about forever. But I am significantly more comfortable in my own skin, where I can have a genuine conversation with you, whereas before I would feel like, oh, I have to come on, I got to try to make people laugh all the fucking time. You right, know? And right. so now it's, I think that's a big part of, like, you can kind of watch us grow up yeah, here. Yeah, it's getting comfortable, right? And it's that, and it's that thing, and, it, and it's like, I from performing at the, at the comedy store and other things, the microphone has been a part of my life and comfortable for a while, but it's that right, type right. of stuff of understanding. Cause I, even back in on Schmoes, like I would do certain things on screen and I would say, Oh, well, that's how I would handle a heckler in a comedy club. And that always worked out. People thought that was hilarious, but it doesn't play that way. If people don't understand that certain side of you and understand, they just think mm -hmm. you're screaming and yelling. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, oh, well, that doesn't really play as much anymore on that on that, on that type of thing or listening or, or getting affected by certain comments. Like there's things, things that happen all the time where like so, so perfect examples. Now, what people like to say about anything, if you put like whether it's a woman or anything to people, why do I go? Oh, I hear it's woke. I'm not going to watch it. That's yeah. what everybody says now. Right now, I'm not going to tell you that there's cer not certain times that there is certain things I think that. Because this is what Hollywood does in general. The Hollywood can say, well, we're supposed to just do this and do that in order to, to make sure everybody's at peace, so we're going to do that. That absolutely happens. Sure, There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, because they're like, well, we don't, want it. we don't want them to yell at us, so we're going to do this. Does that happen? Absolutely it happens. But you can't fucking say that about everything. No, no. You just can't. It's like, well, it's, I saw someone say it. Well, you know, this, this She-Hulk, it, it, it's woke. So Stan Lee was woke? Because that's what Stan Lee, Stan Lee yeah. did that fucking uh, that was the whole thing that what stanley did he he wrote she hulk as that's there's no difference yeah. and it's like you can't just say that because there's some fucking crazy war going on because there is there's been a war going on with the fandom for years yeah for i don't know four three four five years and it's just so i'm not gonna say that okay guys just end it because it's not gonna end there's no fucking way you look at the way the world is it's not gonna end I don't. I, I'm like. I feel like I want to be like William Wallace in the beginning mm -hmm. of the fucking thing. It's like you, you got to fight. It's like I want to stay out of the wars. Yeah, I'm out of it. I just. I just want to sit around. I want to play. I want to play some. I want to have some fun. I want to do that. Like I want to have. That's all I want, and I yeah. just want to goof and talk movies about people. And I don't want to get into this whole thing. Well, what do you think about the social thing? It's like 
I've never been like that. Never, never wanted to yeah. do that. And I think that I, I explored it a little bit more at Collider Live where I would go into certain things, talk about things. And it's like, because that's the kind of shit I didn't like. Like, it's funny. And this is not a, a, a dig on, on Roxy or Josh or Riley or any people that I did. I fucking hate Collider Live. I hate mm-hmm. it. Like, hate it. Like, people bring up, oh, I love Collider Live. It's so, so great. It's one of the biggest dark spots on my entire fucking career. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Not the people I, that, I, that I worked with love Josh and, and Roxy and all of them and had fun with them, but I fucking hate that show. And same thing like Jedi Council. Like those things, they felt like corporate. And yeah. people were like, really? That was the show that I found you for him too. And I'm like, I'm glad, but I was not me. I was not, yeah. like, this is the most me I feel like I've ever been. Yeah, you, sh- you can't say what you just said back then. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't. You, yeah. like, you, you can't because it's like uh, any of this. Like, what am I going to go into work? Hey, guys, by the way, I fucking hate <laughs> Fuck this you, show. This show, this, show, yeah. this show sucks. And you go, well, we got to talk about this today? Fuck you guys. And I did that once, and I almost got canceled. <laughs> but, but all, all that. That's a great day. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And still, but even that, even that, yeah. I went on Christy fucking Lemire's show the other day. And like I've talked about this. She talked about being open. I've talked about it many times over. That, that whole fucking thing that went down like i was like my brother died when he was 37 mm-hmm. years old and that's not a that's not an easy thing to handle it just it just isn't like you know and i and, I, and, and people that are recently friends that have lost siblings i say and, and a friend of mine who also lost a sibling we, we've said it it's the worst fucking club in the world to be in it's it really mm-hmm. is and you carry shit with you you carry anger with you and you carry stuff with you for a long time and as we just talked about earlier if you're not if you're not talking to anyone that shit can bottle up, and if you think, yeah. "Well, I'll just let I'll let work, work will substitute, and work will will get will bury it." Yeah. It doesn't bury; it just festers, and that shit festered for a year. And I fucking came into work that day, furious at the world, just mad at the world, and fucking just went off. Except I did it on air, and I got fucking caught in the jaw. I made that mistake. Yeah, I got caught in the jaw, and mm-hmm. and you know, people who didn't like me clipped it out. Fucking went went after me and rightfully so people who were like what the fuck are you t- what, do you, what do you care about whether or not you got invited to a fucking theme park yeah. or what do, you, what do you care it was like rightfully so fucking come after me and then there are people who know the story don't know the story and i go look not happy about it went in had a bad day you ever have a bad day i had a bad day on air i had a really yeah. bad day in there and i fucking caught 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 it on the jaw but i went on christy lemire's show i was like oh i can't watch this guy after the whole fucking outburst he had about a theme park and i'm like that I, it's a thing i gotta carry with me yeah there's no doubt about Unfortunately, it Unfortunately, yeah. it sucks but it's like it's one of those things. But it's why I always tell people, if you're if you're going through shit, whether you're on the air or not, if you're going through shit, talk to people. That's why, by the way, that recently I spoke to you for as long as I did because I didn't want to carry that shit around again. Because yeah. I was getting into a place where I felt that again. When like read I, I read some fucking Reddit thread about how like I'm on on how I was the one who ruined the schmodown and this and this and this and I'm going through it and this is one particular guy that just kept coming after me and it fucking just put me in this place and I'm like I can't let that happen again yeah I cannot yeah I cannot for not not even for a selfish reason of because of you know it's I'm gonna carry it around again it's because I don't want people around me to deal with that mm-hmm. and so you, you you you've been around it you know you understand like that you've gone through shit like that too yeah. That's why today's video is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is it sure use the code Real Reject? Uh, no, I, I I fully. I mean, I made a lot of. Yeah. You know, one time I uh, I, don't, I don't really talk about this. One time I had a, a breakup and I went on camera and it became like fucking other people started reporting about it and I was like crying on camera about a yeah. breakup and. 
that turned to a nightmare. And I was like, why the fuck did I do that? I took it down like within an hour, yeah. but, then, but it got like so many views and people were talking about it. So it was, it was really embarrassing. I don't, I don't generally like, no. I feel like I've talked about it plenty enough already, obviously. Yeah. So, but that, like I've made human mistakes and that's the problem. That's the thing when you you're have on a channel, air. you're on, yeah, you have access to everything. You control everything. You, you get in, you get your hands on shit. But even at the start of this channel, when this channel, when, when real rejects started yeah. growing, you know, like the 2013, um, the different girl, uh, I had a breakup, uh, grandma died and dad died. And then I went gung ho with the channel. Right. And, and I, so then I turned, and like I said, I was listening to like a lot of Eminem and Louis yeah, CK. Yeah, so yeah, everything yeah. was about like provoking. Yeah. And I took, I adopted this personality that was like a satire or of like a Judd Apatow like character where it was just all about like a whole bunch of just like borderline racist, borderline sexist. Mm -hmm. Like it was all satirical. But the idea was I put on the name Ryan Wright, right. which was the thing to hide behind to get away with these jokes. Got it. And that was all stemming from a place of a lot of pain. And so when I look back at that Ryan Wright, I, even though some people really can't tell the difference, <laughs> but when I look back at that of why I always had to be like a dick joke every single yeah, day, right. it, it felt like, um, and, and I like bring a lot of female guests on and a big part of it was like doing bits that made them feel uncomfortable, yeah. you know? And, and I, I really feel like, like sometimes it's funny to go back and watch it. Like, man, I, I can't, no one can get away with any of these jokes that I'm making in some of these yeah. videos right now. But a lot of it was also stemmed from a place that I wasn't truly in tune with myself. Like I remember when I met you, I felt uncomfortable when I would go anywhere and under this name yeah. and, and having this certain image. And a lot of that was stemmed from a place of a guy in pain who was escaping through this alter ego right. by hiding behind a different name and, and feeling like I, sh I should just make all these jokes to provoke people. And now, yeah, it's like I've been I've been in therapy for like over ten years now. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it's been I, helpful tremendously. Yeah. It's been it's been one of the most beneficial right. things to this day. I never want to go to therapy. <laughs> like every yeah. time I go to therapy, I never want to go. But whenever I leave, I'm so glad I went. And that's what I'm saying. It's just like so so don't so if you're out there and you and you need someone to talk to, find someone to talk to seriously because it's, yeah. it's tremendous how how much it it helps and how much like damage it can do if you don't yeah it really it really can i try i try to tell people that and like and even going back to like i said i used to be combative in the comments and i like when someone would say something like well fuck you so every once in a while i'll be like it's today i'll do a smell my farts i'll do like a smell my farts or something but it, but it's yeah. like but i'm laughing about it i'm yeah. laughing about it i don't get i don't i'm like well you know what blah, blah, blah. because it doesn't help and yeah. it doesn't it also doesn't help me in trying to talk like when people will come out like if someone ran like because you can't also think that everyone knows your story all they see going they back to the same thing what was that they don't they, they don't. don't so like so for me like i said going back to that whole scenario to them they saw that clip they don't they, and maybe they, they don't watch my stuff how the fuck do they know about anything with with my history they don't that they know what they saw and to them they have their image like the same way that we watch a tv show or we watch an interview with somebody. You see one interview with somebody. Let's see, Jamie Foxx is on, TV, is on some show you tune into. You've never, you've never really heard Jamie Foxx talk. He had one interview. He said something. I don't fucking like that guy. I saw him <laughs> say this thing on the thing. And then meanwhile, Jamie Foxx could have 75 other interviews where you watch him and you fucking like him. You watch that one. You don't yeah. like him because you saw what he did that day. You don't like him. And that's fair. That's what you saw. You don't have to, well, you should have watched his other stuff. Fuck you. I don't want to watch that, though. I, that's, that's what I saw. And that's mm -hmm. part of that personality. So that's who that person is. Not fair to them, but it's also... Not unfair to you to have that because that's what you're yeah. watching at that time. Yeah. So I get it. I don't have I don't have personal beef with somebody when someone comes in and goes, uh, "Hey, you know, you you did that thing with the theme park." Because I recently said I was on Campus and Campus show last week, and somebody wrote that, 
on the thing. And I wrote, look, and I told him the situation. It's the, basically what I just told you. The person said, I had no fucking idea that that happened to you. He's like, he's like I'm sorry. I, I deleted my comment. I didn't realize that's what you're going through. And I, and I, and I, and I apologize. I don't need that back from everybody to say that. Yeah. But I want to present that to someone to go, oh, I didn't know that. Or they can go, well, you still did that? Well, fuck you, too. Because people <laughs> are going to do that, too. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, so it's like it's only on me to be able to say, well, hey, I'm talking about it now. I'll let you know that this happened. You can either say, well, I still don't like it. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, okay, cool. Maybe I'll check out. Or you can say, still, I feel for you, but I still don't like your face. And I'm going, that's, that's, that's everybody's right. Nah, I yeah. think I've, I've seen you mature a lot, and I, I, I like this. Because, like, we've known each other for a long time yeah. but i don't feel like we became real friends until i think that. the last like two years we became really good yeah buddies. yeah, so, yeah. it was yeah. when i i had an emotional experience which mode <laughs> well yeah and, but that, and that was but that i had but, to call you and i was like oh christian's really hearing me out right now <laughs> yeah. but that but that was the thing is that because like as you say yeah i like that was the thing a lot of people don't realize though too is that when you're dealing with a hundred plus personalities yeah, yeah. You do become the person that they are like. They want you, to, whether people like all the time. People like I, someone, so and so was my favorite. So and so did this. So and so the reason why Christians do this because I had somebody recently say that we were fixing the fucking game, and like like oh yeah they fixed they they, they had yeah. they had options and he asked me the harder one. It's like no, no. What what it is is that in the, in the document the way that we would do it because we tape seven matches in a, in a day. Mm-hmm. So the way you would do it is like there'd be three pointers. And so there's like four three pointers, so you go okay which one and you and you th- you forget the announcers have about ten seconds or so to fucking get, okay here here it is you got to pick a question these are the three or four options that you have boom mm-hmm. so you can also say oh well there was another one that I could have asked but at the time that's there's those you have you have like again three or four three pointers three or four five pointers whatever it might be but. That type of stuff. People think you're playing favorites. They think, think you're trying to get the other person to win. That shit happens all the time. So, but and it is this balance of like friends and workers, right? But yeah. like with you, it's so different because you would you would come in and like you would you were coming in like a lot of people to have fun and do all that stuff. And like when I heard you were having like a bad experience, I'm like, I don't want. That's not. That's a not what I want Greg to be feeling at all during this. Yeah. And B, I don't want my friendship to be affected by it. So that's why. I was like, and I think that it sometimes helps when you're like, well, nobody gives a fuck. And then you're like, well, wait, the guy who's running this does give a fuck. That should yeah. make no, it meant, it meant the world to me. As I thought you were thinking it's stupid. <laughs> and then I was all. like, oh, not this is all. a completely different side of Christian that I have not had an interaction with about yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was, uh, that, that was very, that was very meaningful to me that you talked. That was a similar thing with Koi, actually. Like, the fact that Koi even recruited me on the team. I was like, Koi knows who I... I I really felt like no one really knew who I was. And so, you know, and the fact that Koi was, like, wanted me, and then we became good, like, great friends. We're super, super close. So that... uh, That's what I mean. Like, I've had a different experience with Shota, and it's been very influential and impactful in my life, and then getting to know you through there. So it's, it's pretty weird how, like, I've become much closer with you, and now the Shmoo and, and, yeah, <laughs> and now we're we're here. So yeah, no, it's, look, and and I hope, and I, and it's like I said, it's it's harder for you to get out here. But I told you, and we've been trying to make this happen for a yeah. bit. Um, whenever you're available, I'd love to because I, what I want to do eventually, once because we're going to redo this whole studio, um, and then I want to have you on with Roxy and Brett, 
You know, so we can goof around and have a little bit more uh, of a of a of like, those goofy times we can have too. There's other things. So anytime you want, you're always welcome here. That for dynamic, sure. you're, you're, the three of you dynamic is just awesome. Thank you. It yeah. is. There's seriously just awesome. I appreciate the three it. Of you yeah, are, are great yeah we, it's. I love having Roxy back on. That was. That's why I'm saying. Like as much as I didn't like that experience, I like Roxy's like ride or die when it comes to. She's so. You will not find a more loyal person in this world than Roxy Schreier. She's yeah. such a loyal, good person who is just like and and research wise holy shit she's like she can do i can't wait yeah. to interview people again with her because she's like so good at it um so to have her back on uh, with brett and then kate's back too and then winston coy and and we're, we're gonna be doing some really fun stuff here so i'm, I'm excited for i'm it. excited for yeah. it man are yeah. you uh, are you going to d23 because that was kind of no. what no you're not gonna go oh, because you because you can react to this i have stuff. i have someone going for uh, to represent us okay uh, who's going for you guys uh, my friend Aaron Alexander, who's okay. been on the channel a bunch, he's okay. had experience with this, so he's going for us. But it's like, I, I, I've seen people who go to Comic Con and then go to their trailers and then try to go to their hotels and then react. It's hard, and I'm like, this is so fake, <laughs> and, and I cannot, I just can't do that to yeah. the audience. Yeah. And, and I like to prep a video in advance, so. And I also want to clarify, you know, some people sure. think like I didn't give a shit about when I was on Schmodown. Like I'm, I'm going to make this a little bit about me. Like I would goof around and stuff, but people yeah. don't realize like. You took it serious. I still took it serious. Dude, you played <laughs> for a while. You it, played, you fucking almost beat Mike. Kelly yeah, I, I took that match seriously. But even yeah. when I was like a goofball, like I real, I remember the last time I went, I was, I was dealing with so many things and I showed up having, is that, you mean? The uh, in studio, yeah, 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 yeah. And he had to like talk to me, and yeah, the yeah, yeah. having to call me. I was hyper stressed. Oh, right, right. I was like seeing white. It was yeah, really. Yeah, I was yeah. it'd been a while since so I've been that like furious. I was yeah. talking to my fiance. She was having to try to calm me down, and then it was like, "Fuck, we got to film." And then, <laughs> but I took it seriously, yeah. and, and I was. It was the most fun I've ever had. But a lot of people don't realize that, like, even if I'm you're goofing around like that, it's still you're still taking it seriously yeah, because your goal, yeah. like, okay, now I understand my position is I have to try to entertain. Well, first yeah. of all, what people don't realize, and if everyone says you don't take it seriously, people also don't realize you were part of the first live event we ever did. Yeah, and I gave a shit. I gave, I you cared sure, a lot you about You sure it. did. Even and though the act is like you don't care, you, but you, you do. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you were in a lot of matches. You play against Double Toasted, against like- Yeah, you, it was fun. Ton, <laughs> tons of matches, and you always took it serious, even though, you know, we were goofing around. That's part of your personality. I, I never, I never took it that you didn't, that you didn't yeah. take it seriously, because you wouldn't have, people who didn't take it seriously wouldn't do it more than two or three times. True. I mean, I think- like I, the reason a big part of what, why my fiance and I click, and I think you've talked about this with your wife about your wife too, yeah. is, is that my fiance she gen, genuine like we're on YouTube, and I think a lot of people, even the ones who adopt the persona of like I don't give a fuck, right. you kind of do yeah, <laughs> because yeah. like yeah. you part of you, you're doing this, you're on camera, you want to be recognized, yep. and like that's just the reality. There's there's always a bit of wanting a little bit of validation or recognition, even if you're putting out there that you don't. There is that part of you that does. Sure. Where my fiance, I think what's so great that I've literally learned from her, she is she truly does not give a shit what other people think about her. Yeah. And she knows how to just stick true to her own beliefs and opinions without feeling like she has to placate or be validated by anyone else. It's and awesome. It's, it's a true strength. As someone who's on camera all the time, it's a great strength to have. And yeah. it's, a, it's a that's something that I I feel like has been an influential part of my How'd life. How'd you guys meet, by the way? We met at a bar in El Tejano. I found out she was a therapist for autistic kids, and then I go to therapy, and I was like, it's hot. <laughs> so, That's yeah, awesome. anything, anything psych psychological. I still have never met your wife, by the way. Never met my wife? Yeah, she's, I know she's right over she's there. Right, <laughs> she's right. Yeah, she, might, she might be. Well, you know, I, was, I, I tell this story now that um, it's it, the last, this Monday, she's in a very different state, uh, which is great. Uh, she, my, both my kids are at school now. 
Oh, cool. And they have, she hasn't had a free day like this in like nice. 10 years. So oh, she nice. was playing, she, I said this, she was playing George Michael's Freedom in the kitchen the other day, like, <laughs> dancing around. She's like, she's like, I'm going to the mall today. <laughs> it's like, she, we had breakfast the other day. She's like, she, she, she's like, she's like 15 years younger, you know? So like, she's in a, I don't know, the chances are she's not even fucking home. <laughs> who, knows, who knows where she, she looked at you in the eyes for the first time in 10 years. She's like, who are you? She, why? She's like, oh my God. She's like, you leveled up. I think I'm, I think I'm still attracted to you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I think. Should I think? Um, but yeah, so, um, but anyway, I, I to jump into T- D23 before we, literally it's going to be the, we'll probably title it a D23 thing and it'll be the last thing we fucking talk about. Piss off today. people, quick bait. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you didn't get a good conversation out of this, I don't know what to tell you. But um, D23, there's a lot of speculation in general, not just on the Marvel stuff, but let's talk about what do you think the major news going to come out of D23. It could be Marvel. It could be anything. But the stuff that you are pretty sure is going to hit on D23. I mean, I think everyone pretty much knows, like, we got to know who the fuck the fuck Fantastic Four finally are going to be, right? Yeah, you, think, you think they're going to be announced? I think 100% okay. they're going to be announced. I mean, I, I did not expect it for Comic-Con, um, yeah. but I, I fully believe that they're going to be announced. Doctor and Doom also, you think? I don't think. I hope they do not. I firmly believe Doctor Doom's going to be in it. Be in phase six. Yeah. I hope they conceal that. I agree with you. I, that's what I, I agree. That's with my you. wish is yeah. that if, if Marvel can get their leak situation under control, yeah. if that happens to not be revealed, like the big rumors that it's going to be in Black Panther Wakanda forever post credits. Right. If that's true, don't I, reveal it. I don't want it I to be really real. hope that, like, oh my God, it is like that's him. Like, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so I am, I, that's my main wish. I do think we are going to get something with mutants related. The X Men, you think? Uh, it has to be. I don't know about X Men, but yeah. I feel like something. Maybe I've heard we've heard that talk about like the mutants. Yeah. Movie, and I feel I feel that. I think Star Wars is going to regain a lot of hype, though. See, um, all right. So let's let's so let, we'll go back to Marvel in a second. So Star Wars, then. I hear that acolyte. Everything we're hearing about acolyte sounds you awesome. Gotta assume they gotta play with acolyte here for a lot of different reasons. The right. reason why. There was nothing at spectacular. Oh, spectacular. There was nothing as from my, where <laughs> nothing my brain. Nothing spectacular. Right? I know. <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing at celebration mm-hmm. about acolyte at all, at all. Except um, I think Amanda confirmed their appearance. Maybe no, it was a Comic Con that they did that. Um, but um, the acolyte has had a few like leaks coming out recently. Yeah, that usually means that there's more gearing up and amping up towards it. So and and even Amanda is in, in the news, whether it's uh, positive or negative, um, yeah, yeah. with the stuff going on with the DMs and shit. But I think they are going to announce a release date for that show. I think we'll get some images from that show. I would love if they actually announce that Darth Plagueis is in the show. I doubt it, but I would like to see something as far as. Um, just photography cast be amazing yeah. that would be good for me i think that luke it's a lucasfilm and marvel panel so i'll give kind of my thoughts what i think's gonna happen and then i'd love to hear you agree or disagree um so acolyte i think will have something i think they're going to show because at that point at september 10th Andor will be a few weeks behind they'll probably do some Andor stuff still because they're going to hype right before it comes out i think they show the mandalorian thing again Definitely. i think they show the ahsoka thing again and Definitely. you probably get They'll probably go online. Yeah, they'll probably go online, and they'll probably show a little bit more. Um, they may, you might get a little bit more cast. You might get Ezra. You might get um, uh, what's his face Thrawn. Mm-hmm. You might, uh, and then you might hear some stuff about skeleton crew. But I think it's a guarantee we get some kind of teaser for Indiana Jones. Oh, I didn't even think about Indiana Jones. It's down to summertime, 
And, oh damn! And they I forgot did, about that. And they damn. did. And Willow. And you'll get something about Willow. I always say Willow, like oh, Willow, but like I, I'm looking forward to Willow. I just I don't think that Willow should have been talked about at celebration. I think it should be talked about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what do you think as far as the uh, the Lucasfilm panel? What are, what are we going to see? These are all my answers. You think, <laughs> you think same much. thing? Okay. I actually forget Willow is Lucasfilm. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I forget that. Right. Um, and it's kind of it is weird to associate that because you should, yeah you see what you say Lucasfilm. You just assume, same way with Marvel. You assume Marvel Cinematic Universe, Lucasfilm, Star Wars Universe. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that would be awesome to get. All I mean, I didn't see any of the leaked footage of any of those things, though. So Acolyte didn't have any. Le- oh, you mean the act of uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka and, Mandalorian? and Mandalorian? Good, good. Stay away from. It. Obviously, you, you definitely should stay away from it. But um, but it's. it's I, I hear. I, I'm not super excited about. It. I'm hearing rumors about a Book of Boba Fett season two. Yeah, that and Obi Wan. Eh, you know. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't, season two. I mean, I didn't mind Obi-Wan. It's just, I don't need a season two. I wouldn't mind Ewan McGregor in more stuff. Oh yeah. Hayden Christensen in more stuff, but I don't think it needs to be an Obi-Wan series again. Um, and Boba Fett, it's like, um, not unless they're going to really retool that character. I don't want like the good, happy Boba Fett who in, uh, Jamie Costa was on the other day. It was just it was hilarious. I was talking, he goes everywhere he goes like, uh, or, or what are you doing? I, I'm Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah we know that. <laughs> He keeps saying that. It's like, do you need some help with your speeder? I am Boba Fett. It's like, yeah, we fucking know you're Boba Fett. We get, we get it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we need, unless they're gonna go full on Tony Soprano gangster style, like really go that way. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna do it. I let's get the hell out of that time period. Let's go. You already skeleton yeah. crew's gonna be in that time period. Everything. Let's get the hell out of there. Let's go. You, you're setting up the High Republic in uh, in the Acolyte. Play there. Yeah. Like, let's get some more stuff. I don't know what they're so scared of. I would love for them to do something truly dark. Maybe focus on a Sith character or something like That's that. That's what the Acolyte's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like a live action would be great. But Is that, was Acolyte's, Acolyte's live, live action? Yeah, is live action, right? Yeah. yeah. I constantly get it confused of if it's animated or live action. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah. Oh, yeah, the only animated that they have is, and they probably show, and that's the other thing too, that I'm, I get nervous with the Lucasfilm D23 panel because Marvel's going to steal, is going to be the, the star of that show. D20, I mean, Star Wars was. Well, start. They had the hype of Anakin, Hayden Christians right. coming. Right. What? Right. Like that. That was pretty monumental, right? Because right. I I didn't hear about that until D twenty three, and I was like, this is fucking bananas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So th- unless they have some type of special announcement up their sleeve, but usually their special announcements are reliant on nostalgia. Yeah, I know, yeah. but they have, but they have so much that they could put. And and the other thing we're not talking about is what the hell's going on with that Taika Waititi movie. Right. Right. So is that going to be announced? Is that going to be talked about? Uh, Are they going to bring up any? I'm sure. I I could see them canning it after. Absolutely. But they, but the question is from what I've heard, rumors are they actually are shooting a movie already. Oh, really? I don't know if it's there, that movie, but I hear who knows, maybe they bring that up or not. The Patty Jenkins movie. We're going to hear anything about that. It's apparently because at one point it was canceled. Now it's not. I don't know. But my point is though, they, I think that the panel's like 10 in the morning on Saturday. Yeah. And it doesn't say how long the panel is. If it's a two-hour panel, of like 10 to 12, okay, then maybe the Lucasfilm panel is like 45 minutes, like almost an hour, and yeah. then they both get an hour each. Then you might get a lot of cool shit from both. But if it's only like an hour, an hour and a half, mm-hmm. I'd say Lucasfilm, you're going to get like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. A majority of it's going to be Andor. They're going to not give a lot of shit out. And then Marvel will just come in throwing haymakers and probably yeah. give you all of Phase 6. It's probably just going to be announcements too from Marvel. Yeah. I don't know what trailers they would show. 
probably another Black Panther one because it's it's not too it, at that point you're only going to be like two months out from yeah. the release, and they, they they tend to hold on to their trailers. Yeah, is there a Disney Plus show for? Marvel that I'm totally forgetting about. Well, isn't what's Secret is Secret Wars the movie? It's a show. That's a show, right? So isn't Secret Wars the beginning? <laughs> of Jan- I don't know, but I think I've I, lost I, track I, there's of so many. Of there's so many of them. Like, yeah. I, um, I think it's in the beginning of January, February. There's something that comes out, and we could get a teaser for that. I suppose could be. And then what about What If season two? Maybe you get something because I remember they showed yeah. What If season one. But you see that. Is what I I'm like. Star Wars is a va- it's the, everything is a, a long, long time ago in a galaxy yes. far, far where I'm like. Do a multiverse show of, of Star what Wars. If, they yeah. talked about what if, they talked. There was a what if comic book for Star Wars. Yeah, but I don't know what. I mean, but do a live. I mean, yeah. I would love to see some type of cool. Even if you use some of your legacy characters and did an alt universe of it, yeah, I think yeah. that would be really cool. That like, what if like Anakin a, never went bad? Anakin never went bad. Ray went to the dark side. Something, right. yeah, yeah, something to make them more compelling in that regard. I'm like, that's that. You have the galaxy. <laughs> you have it established. Just do don't it. even get me started on all the stuff that they could be doing over there, man. Like, I like there's like I even how fun when i brought this up the other day and i i i say it enough because i'm always crossing my fingers that someone will steal it right like the an idea of like an anthology series live action with star wars and just call it the star wars show right? yeah and and every like every week what what's on the star wars show there's like i don't know man i'm hearing that that this whole episode is just about vader and palpatine yeah. i'm hearing that this whole episode is just about ahsoka and so and so i'm hearing this whole thing is about the old republic yeah and it's basically what visions did the visions. The did you watch any? Yeah, visions? I like visions. So visions was um, was not canon, but it did that explored different time periods, and it was essentially just a Star Wars show. Yeah, that played in every area, and it was it was great. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, do a live action version of that. You can play in any time, and there's no expectations, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. Like, oh well, do an Obi Wan episode. They're, do it. Do whatever. They're weirdly restricted to the, they've they they're not restricted. They've restricted themselves yes. to this very specific chunk of time yeah. when I'm like, you're, you're the galaxy. <laughs> and, <laughs> Do whatever yeah. you want. And it's always crazy though too when they talk about the multiverse and everything but, but in, Star Wars. In, which is the only place that it really makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Time, yeah. Time, like they did time and travel. And they had the veil the, in, that they revealed. Re- in, is it the veil? Uh, in Rebels. In, in Rebels. Show. Yeah. In yeah. Rebels. When, in Rebels, the, it was not the veil, but it was called the, oh shoot. What uh, the fuck was that oh, called? Oh, I, I they got Ahsoka back. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh man. Not the wolves of time. Yeah, uh, people are going to be screaming at us in the comments. But uh, but either way, um, I thought it was the veil. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not the veil. It's not the veil. But uh, but I because I, I the shit I can't remember. But they'll yell at us anyway. That has been explored. I always say is people are like, no, I don't want time travel in Star Wars, and I get it. It's the only place that that really makes no. sense because Fucking wormholes and shit, man. Wormholes, <laughs> light speed, it. like yeah. the, way that, they, the yeah. way that time works on different planets and other things too, like. When you go, like, I always thought Interstellar was a movie that I thought was so fascinating. Like, when he goes to that one planet, and time is not moving like it moves yeah. here, it moves faster. It's fucked up, man. And it never <laughs> happens on other, on other, uh, uh, in Star Wars. Like, every planet and everybody talks the same, every atmosphere is breathable. Yeah, they right? all speak English too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, 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 that's the sci fi fantasy element of it all, right? Yeah, yeah. Is where Interstellar was science fiction. Um, so you can get away with the fact that you can actually hear the gun, the blasts in space. You can't hear the blasts in space. <laughs> yeah. But who gives a shit? Because it's a sci-fi fantasy. But um, if you go back to everything we're talking about. I'm more excited about the theories or the or the what we want to see Star Wars do than I am for Marvel announcements. For Marvel announcements, <laughs> right? Just a fictional true. thing that Star Wars is not doing. Well, but that's, but that's, you know what that is? That's because you already know and you trust in the fact that we've just talked about it. Hall H, Feige comes out. 
delivers yeah. on and doesn't even give everything because he's going to save it for D23 because you know he's done it enough and he knows how to satisfy the fans and that they have a full cut plan. Yeah. The reason you get excited about the ideas of Star Wars is like because they're not doing that. And everybody, I said this the other day, everybody, whether it's Warner Brothers or, or Star Wars, everybody's like, oh, we want to, we want to fight you. We want to do it. Everybody wants to be Marvel, but nobody's trying to, nobody's following those steps. They've got Filoni and Favreau in place. Make one of those they fuckers. They would be the, the fight. They would absolutely be the fight. You got to put them in place yeah. because they're like, well, they are. They're not because they didn't. They they have like a credit on Obi Wan, but they and and even Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Favreau was in charge of a lot of it, but it was really Robert Rodriguez leading the charge. He also a wrote a lot of it, though. Did. Favreau did, right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But but right and and his that's the show he wanted to do. But you should have somebody in place that's designing like a plan. That did you ever read the Thrawn? Um, Trilogy back in the day. Mm, did not. So Timothy Zahn did a, uh, it was like after Return of the Jedi, Timothy Zahn did the Heir of the Empire series, which is essentially like the only real Star Wars material anybody had afterwards. And it was, it was like, it's how Thrawn first kind of came into play. And it was right, it was like five years after Jedi and Luke was at the height of his powers. And that's when Mara Jade came into it and all this shit. Oh, cool. And then because of the way that the new movies kind of retconned, it, it was, it wasn't canon anyway, but it was, couldn't put Thrawn in that position. Filoni reintroduced Thrawn as a canon into Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. So you could still do an idea of a Thrawn heir to the Empire. Imagine like you, that scene in um, in uh, Boba Fett when Ahsoka says to Luke, or Luke says to Ahsoka, "Will I ever see you again?" And she's like, "Perhaps," or whatever she says. I've been saying this. I keep saying this. I I want. I'm crossing my fingers that they do a Marvel type thing where they set up Ahsoka, they set up Thrawn, Luke comes in, and they set up this whole kind of mini event that's six episodes or whatever. Oh, that would be cool. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's like, what? Damn, I didn't didn't even think about that. That would be cool. What was the DC one that they did? Like Infinite Crisis? Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah, like, like, remember how big of an event that was when that all went down? Do that for Star Wars. Like, set you're setting up the TV verse, and then it's like, imagine like six episodes, the Thrawn series of Luke finally. But you're like, holy shit! You'd break the, you'd break Disney. Yeah, and and this whole time you didn't realize we were building to that. Yes, that would be. Oh, that would be pretty monumental. That would be awesome. Fingers crossed. But then, but then that would wouldn't that fuck with canon? How so? Obi Wan and Luke being in the same show? No, because well, Obi Wan wouldn't be in it. Obi Wan wouldn't be. No, Obi Wan would not be in it. No, 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 not not Obi Wan. Obi Wan. I mean, unless unless he's Force Ghost. But but no, he wouldn't be in yeah, it. Yeah, because you can't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I thought you said it. So no, I was no, like, no, Wait no, a minute. This no, is no. messing my mind a little bit. No, 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 yeah. no. It would be it would be it would be Luke and and you know him. Luke is so getting yeah getting involved and and whether you can do and I still think it'll be tough to do. But with deepfake technology getting as good as it does, the day that they're able to actually get, I mean, because look at how good that looked, looked in, in Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. The day that they put the, um, Leia, Han, and Luke together again on a Disney Plus show, it's going to be a moment. It's going to be and, a very controversial book. <laughs> very controversial. Put Leia in there, yeah. Very controversial. But, I mean, they'll put Leia in again. They'll think put, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whether or not she puts in the three, but, I mean, they'll put her in again. I mean, they might even do it in Andor. Yeah, I mean, as long as Billy Lord her da- her daughter signs signs off mm-hmm. on it, I, I don't. I think that if I, I think that would be. I mean, look, Peter Cushing was in Rogue One and signed off on him, and maybe he'd been, he'd yeah. been he'd passed away a, a, a kind of long time before that happened. But I'm surprised. I, I mean, Andor's really flying under the radar right now. But I I, I got tickets to go watch Rogue One on IMAX. Okay, again. cool. I wanted to like go experience yeah. that again. I've only seen Rogue One one time. How'd that reaction do for you, by the way? Not the greatest. I noticed that for all around the board, and it's yeah. like I think it's one of the best trailers Star Wars has put out in years. 
Yeah, I mean, as much as we want Star Wars to be yeah. fucking more expansive and yeah. do crazier stuff and try different things, the bottom line is the thing that does generate monetary success for Star Wars is when they are doing something that we're mainly familiar like Mandalorian yeah. was the exception because it was brand new and it was their first like Star Wars but he still show. had Boba Fett's and he armor still was fucking Mandalorian yeah, <laughs> yeah he still yeah. had Boba Fett's armor yeah whereas like we like only it. really got Cassie and Andor like in terms of most people like I, I haven't taken the time to read him in other mediums but yeah. Cassie and Andor is just one movie yeah. and he died you know yeah. so uh, this is the, the legacy of Cassie and Andor is not, even though they have two seasons, and it yeah. looks fucking awesome. It looks, it looks so great, good. and and di- and like the kind of I liked Rogue One more than a lot of people did. I, Rogue One is my favorite Disney era of Star Wars. I think it's my favorite of them too. Yeah, too. It's, I thought it was epic and awesome. It's the most. It wasn't when it first came out, but it's the most rewatchable, connectable to the overall thing. And like I've said before, when I first saw Force Awakens, so on board with that movie, still think it's a good movie. But my problem with it is that everything comes after it now. It's like I, clearly they weren't even talking to each other. Yeah. So it's like, eh, it's just not like when I watch it, it's just the point. It's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Rogue One's not disappointing to me because Rogue One leads right into episode four. Rogue, well, Rogue One is, is is delivers. What really hit me when when uh, when Rise of Skywalker came out, I, I decided to rewatch all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And by the time I got to Force Awakens, I realized this feels like Disney's Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like a Disney film all it's, of a sudden. It, yeah, but you know what's tough about that? And I've been saying this lately. The problem is, it's still Lucasfilm's fault. Even though it's, sure, it's, yeah. even though it's Disney, and, 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 not, and I shouldn't say fault, but it's still, it's still like, if you're going to go, Lucasfilm makes the decisions, and you're sure, Disney is going to give you the money, and Disney's going to say this, and Disney might, uh, Bob Iger might have his notes. But they hired J.J. J.J. Yeah. came up with the, well, because the same way you look at Mandalorian, Right, Mandalorian's under the Disney banner, and Mandalorian yeah. feels about as OT as you get. And Rogue One, which we're just talking yeah, about, exactly. Rogue One is about as, it, it, and that's still under the Disney banner. So it's really, it to it's, me, I it's I, really I, that fucking trilogy. <laughs> yeah. it, it's the trilogy, yeah. and it's and it's the way that that thing was. It just was thrown like, okay, like I said, it was just made in old school movie mentality making, and it should have been made in the Marvel type of mindset of where, okay, we have a treatment, like uh, like hey, I got a fucking. Big thing for this, yeah. these three movies are going to happen. This is going to take place. We're going to get so into the direct one, two, and what Feige does is okay. You don't like well. This is where we're going. Well, I don't like that. Well, you have to do. You can you can add stuff. Mm-hmm. Like look at Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler added so much to Black Panther, so much, mm-hmm. but he still had to put stuff that connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because sure, he had yeah. to tell a story that eventually get to Infinity War. And there was none of that in the yeah. new trilogy. It's like, oh, you want to do that? You can, yeah, sure, negate that person's movie. They're not directing. Oh, you need to come back and you want to negate that person's movie? Sure. It's like, it was, it was a mess. Well, I think, too, with, with like, as much as Star Wars has outgrown George Lucas, yeah. the author and god of Star yeah. Wars, as much as, like, there are people who know more about Star Wars than George Lucas does. And then I think it didn't help that, because I think that's a big part of what gave the prequels respect, even though a lot more people have come around to them. Yeah. I think what gave the prequels respect was like, it still feels like this is the complete story. This is the, the this yeah. truly is Star Wars. At the, even if you don't like the execution of the filmmaking, it's still Star Wars. And George Lucas coming out and sit, and pretty much being like, yeah, they, they canned all my ideas, everything I really want to Star right. Wars to go. You didn't have his endorsement just, anymore. It just combats yeah. Yeah. with what you're now watching. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. then it feels like a, pro, a a corporate product versus true Star Wars. Agreed. A hundred percent. And especially, and, and from everything that you heard about him, he really liked Rogue One. 
from, yeah. from what when they say. And he likes Mandalorian too. He likes Mandalorian mm-hmm. as well. Mandalorian doesn't surprise me because of Filoni, F- Filoni yeah. and his connection with Filoni and the fact that he was. I remember when the Clone Wars TV show came out, and I remember thinking, well, George, because George Lucas didn't give a shit about the novels during his tenure because he always he didn't really. He's like, okay, fine, we just make money off of them. <laughs> But I thought that was what Clone Wars was going to be with animation. And then I found out he was in the room all the time, yeah. working and coming up with the stories all the time and teaching Filoni the stuff all the time. And you're like, oh, okay. You can tell like the philosophies of Star Wars are all over Clone Wars. I don't think, I think George Lucas should have been the Feige. He should have just stayed producer. Yeah, the problem is I don't think George Lucas had that. Yeah, I don't think he'd ever be able to do that without... You know, because, because if he didn't use his particular thing, he he took he he's he's like us. We were just talking. About, he's, he's very emotional, <laughs> yeah. very emotional dude. I mean, he and, still speaks out against. And the he still gets he still gets pissed off. Still gets pissed. Those aren't my movies anymore. Like, he gets so mad about it. But um, but yeah, he. I don't think he'd be able to be the guy. To like I, I I'm telling you, if but he didn't direct Empire or Return of the Jedi. Oh, you know? he, he, was there a problem? But, well, there? We'll, that we'll say we'll say he we'll say he didn't direct Empire. That's just true. He pretty much directed that. Oh, did he? Richard Mark One was kind of like a ghost director. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm was, actually not much. that familiar with the behind the scenes on it. So I'll tell you what book you should read. Um, it, it's called How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. I may even have it over here. Chris Taylor. Okay. It breaks down. Uh, it's it's incredible. It's an incredible, incredible book. Um, but with Kirshner was his was George Lucas's teacher, I think at USC. Okay. So he came to him to direct it, and then at one point. You know, because George, George was off, like, because this was right in, like, 1979 was when they were shooting it, and it came out in 80, but, like, they were, he had, um, Lucas was out and about, you know, the, the company was blowing up at that point, it's two years after the original Star Wars, so he's off doing a bunch of different things, and, and Kirshner, he's like, I, Kirshner was directing it, and then Kasdan wrote the screenplay for it, and Lucas wanted to change a lot of shit, he didn't like a lot of the stuff, right, and he didn't like that, he, like, the, it's famously known, the, the, the whole, the most famous line in Empire Strikes Back, I love you, I know, mm-hmm. that was, it, the original line was, I love you too, mm-hmm. that Lucas wrote, Lucas is not the best dialogue writer, right, no. and so he wrote, and he wrote that, and he's, he wanted it changed, but to his credit, they, they screened it, they tested it, and he saw that the audience liked it, all right, fine, leave it in, right, <laughs> but like, Kirshner's like, you got me to direct this movie, let me direct it. Mm. And he kind of stepped back a little bit and did it. With Marquand, Marquand, because they wanted Spielberg to do Jedi originally. And something happened with like the, the union or something or that he couldn't do it. So Marquand did it. And like from what we hear, it was not, it, Lucas just basically was directing that movie. I can see it now. I take back my Feige. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, think Fav, I think Filoni, though, took all of those philosophies yeah. that... He took, and I think that would be able to implement all that. I wish Filoni would pay attention more to the novels than he does, but mm-hmm. that's a small gripe. I mean, when I heard that, I've only seen that uh, that little bit when he's talking with the directors, Filoni, and he's breaking down why the duel yeah. of the fates fight yeah. is so. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's making me like Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, he, and he's because and that, but that does come from George. And that yeah. comes from George, and that's why he's George is his Yoda. He was trained by Yoda, you know, yeah. and so like that's that's why I think, and you have like a, and that's why I think the one-two punch of Favreau Filoni because Favreau's learning about the philosophies and everything too, and certainly is a fan and, and learns yeah, yeah. a lot from Filoni. But he's like a masterful with technology and and the and and directing and everything too, and being in the live action space and pretty much kickstarting uh, or jumpstarting the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the things he's been accom- that he's accomplished. So that one two punch could be powerful but you but let him do it all. 
Let them yeah. give that to them. Say, look, okay, what do you need from me? Go build it out, do this, do that, do that, and then you guys run this, and you guys map out the entire plan. I like Deborah Chow a lot. I'm a massive fan of Deborah Chow, and I, was, I, I, I think maybe, though, I, would, I think that the same thing they're doing with a lot of the different directors, maybe directing a couple more episodes first and then, then getting a, like, directing the, a series great but like i think she pretty much kind of show ran the whole thing it's a lot of responsibility in your first star wars show yeah it's a lot of things i would have changed on 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 obi-wan but what did you think about it did you love it it was a real up and down experience for me. yeah same like we had you know like again through Schmodown, i met ace cabrera yeah and uh we had an ace on for our reactions yeah. for it because he's such a big star wars expert yeah. and i discovered that from this from the Schmodown. i was like damn i didn't really i've known ace but i didn't know he was his big star wars oh yeah fan. he's so very he's, knowledgeable yeah so uh having him on was was awesome and he of course loved it um but for me yeah it it, it like there there are things about it i enjoyed overall but I kind of forgot about it after it was after it was that, done. I was like, I'm probably not going to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, don't really care. And that's the problem. Like Mandalorian leaves impact on me. I've rewatched Mandalorian yeah. one and two many times like over. Mandalorian's the shit. Yes. And, whereas Obi Wan somehow did not feel that significant, or and it should I, have. It, it should have been the most intimate experience of Obi Wan. Yep. yep. Kind of like what Jamie Costa was trying to do with the short film. Yeah. And I felt like this should have been the most because if you're going to do a prequel where you know the characters are going to live, you know a specific kind of outcome make up for it if it's it became so plot heavy yeah that i'm like i'm not really feeling stakes because you're so focused on the plot when i should be just more focused on the intimacy of this character and whatever personal affect this is having on yeah him. there was there was a lot of things and i think that the tone and feel and kind of off. dreariness yeah. of like the andor trailer yeah was kind of what i was hoping for for obi-wan like it that kind of andor looks confident and, yes. and solid yes. in great its direction great you know? point Great point, and I think, and I, but that's my point again. Not taking away anything from Deborah Chow, who is a very, I'm a big fan of Deborah Chow, but it shows the difference. I think in experience, maybe so, like with, with what Tony Gilroy is doing right now. Yeah, Gilroy, like, and, and, it, and there's a lot of things about Gilroy that scare me though too. I don't know how invested Gilroy is overall in the Star Wars lore, where I think Deborah Chow is very invested in the in the mm -hmm. Star Wars lore. I think Gilroy knows he's invested in the Rogue One universe. He's making. Like, He's a filmmaker. He yeah. is, mm -hmm. he, but he's invested in this in the Rogue One universe. So you might see Hera pop up because she sure. was in Rogue One. Anybody who's in Rogue One could show up. Sure, I don't think he gives a shit about anything else. No, I really don't. I don't think he's a Star Wars fan. I think he's a Rogue One universe fan. Yeah, that's all I need for this show. But I, but it goes back to my point. I don't think Filoni and Favreau are involved in this show at all, at mm. all, and right. they should be. Mm. Um, so. Very interesting to but, see, but, but I do want to point out for Chet, I I actually I did think some of the aesthetic nature of Vader was some of the coolest oh, yeah. I've seen in oh, live yeah. action. Yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. Like, he was like a brutal force, and he was scary whenever he entered the room. And episode three or whatever it was, that was that was fantastic. Yeah. I wish the music would have been better. Yeah, sure. Uh, I wish they would have used well, more of the classic I when, music. I liked when he fought Riva. And like I know some real star. Like I, I don't know if you have issues with that. For me, I'm like I, I like it. When he fought Reva, that's when he fought her. I just think that Vader that we saw would have killed her. Like there was no oh, yeah, yeah. leaving her alive. But made, like originally, originally yeah. the screenwriters who of the movie said he did kill her. Yeah, uh, they should. It, it's like that to me. It's like it doesn't matter who it was. Vader ain't leaving you alive. Yeah, he's not leaving you alive. And like that, the little inconsistencies in certain things. There was really cool shit. There was like yeah. really cool shit, and there was stuff like you're like, eh. And I'm never gonna get over that that. Uh, Run, that run around in the woods with Leia. 
<laughs> Have you watched it with the Benny Hill music? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Anyway, um, and other than that, at D23, I think those are the major things. Doctor Doom, uh, I think Phase Six will be announced, like more so to start. Yeah, out phase I think six. we'll probably find out like everyone who's really in Blade, perhaps yeah. the villain of Blade. Um, I feel I, I, I do wonder. I was kind of surprised they unveiled like Avengers King Dynasty and Secret yeah. Wars at Com. I'm like, damn, those are massive reveals right there. Because now it's like, what comes in between that? It's right. kind of interesting to, to reveal your finish line. Right. And an interesting way to do that to say, because you know that they had that conversation where Feige's going, okay, look, this is what we're going to do. We know that we have all these movies planned out for Phase 6 and some in 5. Let's, we got to give them something big at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Let's give them Fantastic Four and the two Avengers movies. You're going to do both the Avengers? Fuck yeah, let's do both Avengers all movies. All they gave us was a release date for that's it. <laughs> they didn't that's it. give us that's, any information. That's, that's yeah. it. That's all we got to do is just let them know it's yeah. confirmed. They already know it. They don't know the directors. They don't know any yeah. of that shit. Do all that at D23. Mm-hmm. But set this shit up because then they'll start talking. He, he's got a... He, that dude, has he's got a plan. He, he knows, knows what he's doing. Like we talked about at the very beginning of our talk, he knows how to build anticipation. Yes. Like you can... Whatever problems people were having with Phase 4... Suddenly, you don't. Even, a lot of people don't even give a shit anymore because no. now you're caught up in anticipation again. Yeah, because you go, oh, okay. Yeah. And phase four is like one of the shortest phases like ever so far. And then yeah. it like leads in like, what's five going to be? How's five going to play? What's six? I mean, I think like announcing Secret Wars and King Dynasty was enough room to for anyone who knows what that might imply. Yeah, was like, oh, okay, so. So everything in phase four will connect. <laughs> like it just suddenly clarified yeah. that. Even though that's what a lot of us were thinking, it it solidified that um, that belief. So I'm like, damn, that he is he is a genius. He is, he is a genius. I have no I, I, I am gonna say there's a less than one percent chance that it happens, but I would be lying if I, I want this to happen. I want to leave D twenty three and be like, yeah, the Marvel stuff is cool, but holy shit, Star Wars finally came out and kicked fucking major awesome, ass on their shit. Like they announced this, the casting, this, the plan. Holy shit, who thought Star Wars was going to do that? Yeah, because they have the IP to do it. They just never do it. Yeah, um, but that won't happen. <laughs> oh, also, really quick, Deadpool three. I think will get announced. Deadpool three will definitely get announced. I, think, I agree with you because yeah. it, it's it's the there's an untitled February Marvel picture, and, and yeah. traditionally that's when it's come out, and it's February. And they they already have them writing it. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's already yeah. it's already been in the papers enough as it is. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And I wonder if there's going to be any new series that are announced, or maybe if there's a. I think Loki season two they announced already, but two like is Hawkeye or is Kate Bishop getting her own show? Is she going to show up in the other one, the Echo show? See, I feel like. Uh, you know, there's all that talk about Young Avengers, and it seems yeah. so obvious. But I keep wondering now if that's going to be a Phase Seven joint, and probably not. Right. I just feel like it'd be kind of strange if they announced another because they already have the Thunderbolts, they already right. have the Avengers movies. Right. So they announce another team up movie in between. All I don't that? think they'll they have the Marvels yet. happening. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're going to do anything within. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But I mean, they, I think that. Because they are gonna, they did say it is the end of the multiverse saga at the end after the second Avengers. So whatever that plays in, maybe maybe they, maybe you're right though. Maybe they hold Young Avengers until Phase Seven. They don't announce anything from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it kind of gives a little bit more reasoning to have. Like they, they play the long game a lot of time. Even though Marvel can feel rushed, they're also playing the long game. Totally. Do me a favor, please. What? Get out of here now. Get out of here, man! Shit. All right. I guess that's it. Uh, that was a supersized episode. How long were we here? One thirty. Oh, my God. So, Greg Alba, ladies and gentlemen, Real Rejects. Uh, make sure you check him out at The Real Rejects. You can go on YouTube and check out The Real Rejects. You should. If you, if you haven't already subscribed to Greg, what the hell are you doing? His channel's phenomenal. It's one of, the, one of the best out there. So, make sure you check that out. 
and um, and check him and John out. John, they're good peeps, they're good peeps. And uh, and and like I said, we'll try to get Greg on a lot more whenever he's available. And for you guys, if when you the roads are clear, when the roads are clear for sure. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't already, do me a favor and subscribe. Get us to 70,000 by the end of the year. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get on the road, whether it's this show, uh, Capes and Cowls, Sith Council doing some more stand-up now. So make sure you head on over there and subscribe to the channel. All right. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Get yourself some story blocks, everybody. All right. We'll see you on the flip side. See you. Thanks for having me. All right. You got it, Greg. Peace out. <laughs>